The following is a Westminster Seminary, California morning devotion given by Dr. Stephen Baugh. For more information about this message or about Westminster Seminary, California, visit us online, wscal.edu, or call 888-480-8474. Online, wscal.edu, or call 888-480-8474. Well, good morning and welcome. It is my pleasure to introduce the series of, that we're going to be having on Thursdays that our faculty is going to lead us through. And it's actually called The Great Reversals of Scripture. It's both in terms of events and certainly in terms of our salvation. And so we are going to be able to have our, uh, the opportunity to have our faculty come up uh, each Thursday morning and take us through a different passage that they chose. So I just wanted to kick off the series and introduce to you our first speaker, uh, Dr. Baugh. Well, this is the main place where that great reversal is found in such prominent form that I feel like this is a really easy to do. But what I'd like you to do is perhaps not your normal practice. I'd like you not to turn to Ephesians chapter 2. And by that, I don't want you looking at your Greek or translation. I'm going to read to you a translation. I want you to experience it as the Ephesians probably experienced it by having it read to them. So hear now the word of the Lord. And you, even though you were dead in your transgressions and sins, in which you formerly walked in accordance with the age of this world, in accordance with the ruler of the realm of the air, the spirit who is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all formerly also conducted our lives in the lusts of our flesh, performing the will of the flesh and of our rationalizations. For we were by nature children of wrath, as also the others. But God, who is rich in mercy, on account of the abundant love with which he loved us, And even though we were dead in our transgressions, it was us he co-made alive with the Messiah. By grace you are saved and co-raised us and co-seated us in the high heavenlies in Christ Jesus so that in the ages to come he might show the surpassing wealth of his grace and kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you are saved through faith. This doesn't originate from you. It is God's gift not from works, so that no one may boast. For we are his creation, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should start walking in them. Let us pray. Father, as we open your word now and look uh, more carefully at it, we pray that uh, not only our time now, but in the coming a series by my uh, colleagues and brothers. It will be edifying to our uh, audience, to the people here, to your people, that we may grow in our most holy faith together, our love toward you, and appreciation of what you have done in Christ. We pray this in uh, Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Well, 
This was an easy passage to choose. I was, you know, we were given a list of possible ones, including Ephesians 2.4, and of course that's, you know, that's the one I thought of to begin with. There's a famous uh, sermon by Martin Lloyd-Jones called But God. I mean, that's the uh, Hadath Aas. I wouldn't call this the buts of the Bible, but the de the des of the, you know, that's the Greek word for but here, <laughs> but that's just me. Um, Lloyd-Jones said those are the most important two words in the Bible, but God, it's actually three words, ha, death, as, but, you know, I'm not going to quibble. <laughs> I'm not going to quibble, but I, I am going to say that there's stuff in here that is so very striking that I hope at the end of our brief time together, you simply appreciate how powerful this text is. Just how, what a striking, magnificent, glorious thing this is that we're dealing with. It's just overwhelmingly beautiful. This to me is my favorite passage. I just, I can't get enough of it because it is just so powerful. It is so rich and deep. Uh, it's as rich and deep as the multifaceted wealth of God. God who is rich in mercy. It's a very unusual adjective to use there. Rich in mercy. He's wealthy in grace. This is a very unusual and striking way to talk about it. But there's something Paul says in verse 3. You know, this is at the end of this katana. And I, I, I had read it. I, I hope it wasn't didn't sound too artificial, but I was trying to bring across that in uh, Ephesians uh, Two, one through three, those verses, you have a lot of long syllables. And long syllables slow down presentation. You should think of it as like equivalent to music, where you have a lot of half notes. You know, one, two, one, two, da, da, da. Duh, because syllables in the Greek world of the time we're talking about, if they're long, you pronounce them longer, like a half note. It's the time, uh, the length of pronunciation time. And Paul fills this grim news of our state apart from Christ with a lot of long syllables, which are used for gravity and grimness, something you're kind of... Slow, you're kind of pouring over people and they're, they're taken aback. Because this is quite a shocking statement. He opens with statement that leads you to think there's something coming up because he opens in a way that requires conclusion later on. This is also kind of typically Greek. You open in a way that there's no grammatical resolution yet. He opens with these accusative, this is what's happening. And you, even though you are dead in transgressions and your sins, among whom you formerly walked, see, it's all this slow stuff. And, you know, you formerly walked in all these transgressions and sins. You were allies with the prince of the power of the year, who's active in the sons of disobedience. And you were performing the will of the flesh. And all these lusts, you were surrounded by them. You were encased in a whole realm of evil. 
You were, you were in this pit surrounded by snakes and there's no escaping it. And then in verse three, he says something that is kind of shocking for Paul. You see, Paul in Galatians 2 says, we, we are by nature Jews, not Gentiles like the rest. But here he says, and we too, saying we Jewish people, see? By being Jewish by nature doesn't give you escape from being like the Gentiles, stuck in a morass of death and transgression. We Jews, we also, verse 3, among whom we also all conducted our life. We were in the same pit surrounded by the snakes. And in the lusts of our flesh as well, performing the will of the flesh and of our rationalizing these things away. And here's the key. And we were, that's the operative word. We were, we were by nature children of wrath as also the rest. See, by nature, being a Jew does not give you escape from being by nature a child of wrath. Being a child by nature of Abraham doesn't mean you're not a son of the devil. John 8. That's what Jesus tells his contemporaries in John 8. You're, you're sons and daughters of the devil. You're sons and daughters of wrath, divine fury, at your transgressions and sins. That's what you have by nature. And there's no escaping nature. You can't do anything to change your nature. To change your nature means you're no longer human. And you can't do anything to change that. You know, Aristotle wrote a whole, it was actually, what, 14 books or very long a series called Nature, Fusus. It's translated as physics, but it's really nature, natural philosophy. And, there, and this was not new. The, if you study ancient Greek philosophy, Fusus, or nature, is one of the main topics they discuss over and over, lots of different people. In fact, it's regarded as the main topic of the pre-Socratics the people who were philosophizing before Socrates. That's what all that means. Um, and when you read Aristotle on his nature, he says this, some things exist or come into existence by nature, the same expression that Paul uses in Ephesians 2.3, by nature, children of wrath. Some things come, exist or come into existence by nature and some otherwise. Animals and their organs, plants and the elementary substances, earth, uh, fire, air, and water, these and their likes, we say, exist by nature. So what he's getting at is you can have change in them, but they're not changing their nature. Now he says this, for nature is the principle and cause of motion and rest to those things and those things only in which she inheres uh, primarily as distinct from incidentally. And then at the end, this then being what we mean by nature, anything that has in itself such a principle as we have described may be said to possess a nature of its own inherently. 
So, I don't know, let's take an animal at random. Let's say a duck. Random animal. A duck is a duck by nature. And it can't change that in any way. When a duck egg is laid, it's a duck egg, right? It's not a chicken egg or a platypus egg. Do platypi have eggs? I'm not really sure now. <laughs> Maybe. But you get the point. It's a duck egg. And it may grow. And it's interesting. If you read Aristotle's Physics, it's a very interesting book, by the way. A series of books. Because it really is about change and development and how, how something can have essential unity and still have movement and change and development. So, for example, you know, a green plant is green, but is being green essential to its nature if it dies and turns brown? Is it still a plant? So, I mean, this is the kind of thing that he was occupied with. It's interesting. But he says in the end of the day, by nature, there's something essential to it which doesn't change because it has that inherently by nature. So there is agreement that once you have something by nature, that is what you are. And you, brothers and sisters, were, Paul says, were by nature a child of wrath, as also the rest. You who belong to Christ Jesus were by nature a child of wrath. And Paul brings that to your remembrance. As a Christian, I think you need to remember that. That's why Paul is teaching us that that we may remember who we are or who we were. We remember who we are in contrast to who we were so that we always come to God in thanks and gratitude for what he has done in Christ Jesus so that our thanks to him will be renewed day by day so that our, our gratitude in response to all of this free gift will be to walk in the good works that he's prepared ahead of time because we're free to because we're not earning anything except expressing our gratitude to our father by obeying him and showing to him that we love him and grow in our holiness and obedience to his law that's what that's who we are now people who are free to do that we weren't before we were enslaved to those things which led only to death by nature you know there's another background to this statement by nature in the ancient world free plug for our new, new he's new to us but not new in the world dr. Bittner who is involved with this series now called New Documents Illustrating Early Christianity. An earlier form has a, an earlier volume of this has a uh, presentation of an ancient um, inscription. It's very interesting. I've utilized it and let me read it for you. Cleonax, adopted son of Serapion and natural son of Philodemus. Now, when it says natural son, it's by nature. It's the same expression that Paul uses natural son of Philodemus, the Pretanus, who holds nobility of birth from both his fathers. So this is a man who is adopted 
and then he has a father by nature. See, this is, this is also the background of what Paul is saying. We were by nature children of wrath. Our father was wrath, and the source of wrath, the sins and transgressions that we were uh, suffused with. But you have been adopted, just like this guy. You have nobility of birth not from your natural father. Your nobility of birth is wrath, and there's no nobility in that. No, you have a new father. You all, male and female, Jew and Gentile, slave and free, have been adopted as a son. You could say daughter, but in the ancient world you'd say son because that's the privileged position. You all, male and female, are now sons. The heir of all the father has. You, you inherit everything from the father. You've been adopted to that. And your natural father has died because you've died to him. That's what God did. God, because he's rich in mercy, on account of his great love with which he loved us, and even though we all were dead in our transgressions, he made us alive together with Christ. He was resurrected. You have fellowship with the resurrection of Christ and the power of his resurrection to bring you out of that fellowship with death and with wrath. You, that's not your parentage anymore. By grace you're saved. And he has raised us up and seated us in the high heavenlies in Christ. Here's your inheritance. You have an inheritance in the kingdom of heaven, in the high heavenlies, where Christ is, where he has inherited all things. That's your inheritance. So brothers and sisters, but God, he robbed the grave of you. He went into the cemetery and he said, mine. I will have her, mine, he's mine, come forth. When, when the son was brought forth from the grave, you were brought forth from the grave. This is your new inheritance. We were, by nature, children of wrath. You now are adopted into the fellowship with the saints in light, with Christ Jesus, through him, so that you may walk in good works, a new life, a new creation. For you were created in Christ Jesus in a new way and brought out of that fellowship. This is just what this text is all about. There's so much more, but it's glory. Let's pray. We thank you, O Lord, for the glory of this text and for the truths that it conveys to us, things we're not worthy of, but we have been given so much. Help us to grow in our thankfulness and our obedience to you that we may praise our great Savior seated at your right hand in glory where we have hope who's gone before us as a forerunner so we may too have a heritage. Though we die, yet we will live. For you have raised us in him and given us all of these good things in Christ Jesus. We thank you and we bless your holy name. In Jesus' name, amen. Copyright 2020, Westminster Seminary, California. All rights reserved.
You are permitted to reproduce and distribute this material in any format, provided that you do not alter the wording in any way and that you do not charge a fee beyond the cost of reproduction. For web posting, a link to this document on our website is preferred.